In this podcast, I will be having conversations about where our experience of life comes from. My goal is to support GPs in the overwhelming job that they do. The good news is that you can hang up your superhero cape and let go of needing to be everything to everyone. Um, so today I'm talking to Giles Croft, or a former NHS surgeon who helps groups individuals to uncover their innate mental health and well-being. So welcome, Giles. It's- oh, good, good morning, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Nice to be here. Yeah, good to see you and speak to you. And um, I, I wondered if you could talk to us a bit about the work that you do um, especially with groups at the moment in terms of uncovering innate health and well-being. Yeah, sure. Um, I've been, um, oh, I've been, I've been coaching. I started off coaching individuals a few years ago um, and then got really interested in, uh, in working with larger groups. Um, so I ran a couple of, um, I ran a couple of courses, um, here locally to sort of find my feet. Um, and, uh, yeah, more recently I've been working, doing a lot of work in, in social care. So I've been, I, I've run cohorts for social care Wales, who are the, the regulator here in Wales where I live. Um, and also, um, with a busy, um, uh, department um, in Cardiff as well, and yeah, I, so I run a I run a six week course called Reconnect to Innate Resilience, which sounds like a bit of a mouthful, but um, I, I like to be careful with my wording here yeah. <laughs> because um, in in medical circles, resilience is a it's um, yes yeah, it's, it's almost like a four letter word really. It's uh, and understandably so. Um, it's uh, it's often used as a or seen perceived as a as a stick to beat people with it's you know like well you're working in these incredibly testing circumstances with um not enough resources and staffing issues and life and death all the time and you're being asked to work harder and harder and if you've got a problem with that then you're just not resilient enough so i can understand where i can understand where that comes from but i have a very I have a very different take on on resilience. I see I see resilience as innate, which is why I've called the course Reconnect to Innate Resilience. And innate just means it's something that you're born with. It's just a capacity that you have. It's not something that can be improved upon or taken away from you. Just like, you know, you, the way that your lungs work or your eyes work or something can't be taken away from you. Um, so, um, so, yeah, it's just something that's built into all of us. And... I mean, it's a fact. There's the fact of resilience. Now, whether we actually experience that resilience or not is a is is a different thing. And it's easy to get disconnected from it. It's easy to lose sight of it. And so, the course that I do um, is reconnecting people to that innate resilience. It's helping them to see what's getting in the way of it. Yeah. And um, I, I can totally understand why our colleagues resent the idea that uh, the way to deal with with conditions in the NHS at the moment is to develop more resilience, however realistic that may be, uh, because it's like putting the responsibility for dealing with everything right back on clinicians and refusing to 
improve things. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 re I really want to make it clear that the that this that the, this isn't to say that oh everything's fine and you you know you just you just need to reconnect to your innate resilience to be in in order to be able to deal with things. No, it's it's something a bit deeper than that. It's 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 seeing it it's seeing how we perform at our very best. And yeah. and again, if we want to make changes to the system, then the best way to make changes to a system is to do it from a place of understanding what's going on, understanding how we're experiencing that yeah. that situation and doing it from a place of you know clear-headed common sense and and wisdom and coming up with creative solutions rather than doing it from a place of being very shook up in our experience and very angry about things and 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 having a having a huge agenda um and and so yeah it's you know i often ask ask clients and groups to to really slow down a bit and and examine you know when do they perform at their best and yeah. people can see quite easily that they perform at their best when they're calm and they're clear-minded and they're connected to their common sense and, and wisdom and they are coming up with much better solutions than they would have done if they were in the middle of a slanging match with somebody you know when none of us perform at our best when we're when we're uh, you know in a, in a in a state of high emotion like that see so, so there are several crucial elements to that i think um one is patient safety because if we're performing at our best however poor the conditions are then you know there's less danger to our patients if we're completely present mm -hmm. but also i think in terms of speaking truth to power speaking up people will listen to us mm -hmm. more mm -hmm. when we're speaking from that place of calm than when we're having a really good rant is my experience yeah yeah no I'd, i i tend to agree <laughs> and you know we uh, often i find pe people know people know deep down the, the the steps that need taking you know people know the next step that needs taking but then often get um often get tied up in knots uh, and and start dwelling in in a story that, that the mind creates about well if i say that to so and so about making a change then they're going to respond in this way and this is going to happen and i'm going to feel like this innocently enough not seeing that that's just a story that the mind is creating and the reality is that we have absolutely no idea how someone's going to react to anything um, yeah. until we until we actually ask them and, and again you know I, I always invite people to look to their own experience you know we've all got examples of, of of situations where we thought something was going to turn out a particular way we thought you know there was a big old story there about how it was going to turn out and when we did it and we did it from that place of calm and common sense. And it's like, you know, like this is the right thing to do. It turns out completely differently from how we imagined it would. Yeah, absolutely. I, and it's true when we're in that place of calm, we can access our inner wisdom so much more easily, can't we? Absolutely. Then we know what to do next. Mm. Yeah. And it, I, I'm intrigued that, um, the people you're working with in social care are really cool about the idea of resilience. 
Yeah, that's that's yeah. you know when when I was when I was first asked to do the course, I was like, I'm not I'm not calling it anything to do with resilience, and <laughs> and I put in a proposal, and it came back and it said, I'm sorry, but this isn't going anywhere unless it's got resilience in the title. <laughs> so I was like, oh my god. So, but that was great because you know again that's another example of things turning out very differently from how I imagined. I I I had a story myself about that word resilience just because of you know I spend probably too much time on Twitter and, you know, the medical Twitter really do have it in for resilience. So I'd bought into that wholeheartedly, you know, I was like, right, okay, so I absolutely can't go near the word. And then when I was forced to, it was like, okay, well, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to rethink this, aren't I? And, you know, I slowed down, I got quiet, I went out for, went out for a long walk and, um, and it just sort of came to me, you know, how, how I should, how I could incorporate resilience into the, into, um, into the course in a, in a way that was, um, not going to uh, offend people straight away. <laughs> and let's face it, um, we work so closely with social care, even if it's not obvious, it may be indirect, but it's still a close link. And, and what's happening in social care has such a, an enormous impact on the NHS yeah. that, and vice versa that we need to kind of understand each other's language a bit more don't we yeah there's there's understanding language and and i think there's also there's 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 understanding each other's experience there's understanding what what each of us is up against um i mean it's interesting you 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 brought up the link between social care and and uh, and medicine because um, i had someone on a course recently who uh, was a, um, a a social worker who had to go into A and E. You know, they, that that was they were sort of you know liaison between the two, and um, she uh, about two thirds of the way through the course, she uh, she said, you know, and you know, I'd like to share an experience that I had recently. She says I, I just get really stressed out going into A and E, and it was all too busy, and and it, you know, it was this just this really really high intensity environment. Um, and um after the uh, after we've been on the course where right, she said i went to a&e and i just because i knew i knew how my mind was working and i knew that the that the stress that i was feeling was was you know was coming from my thinking really it was coming from my thinking about the situation rather than the situation itself she says it wasn't anything that i did in particular she says but i just went to a and e and all of a sudden it's like, it's just like i wasn't stressed out about it like i normally was and and to kind of like link back to what happens when we are in that much more calm centered frame of mind she said i was really really able to see what was going on for other people says there was a there was a there was a doctor in tears and there was a patient who'd said who'd been behaving outrageously and she said whereas before I'd have kind of really got drawn into this and been really judgmental about uh, about it all she says I felt real empathy for the doctor naturally you know there's a person in tears there and I could see what was going on she says but I also felt real empathy for the person who was who was kicking off. I could really, I could really, you know, I could really see both sides because she wasn't caught up in her own thinking about the situation. And then she says, when I went and I saw my patient, 
it, the experience that I had with the patient was completely different. She said, I was just, just coming up with ideas that I, that, you know, normally I'd have been too busy minded to come up with. Um, and so she was able to, um, you know, do, do her absolute best in that, in that situation. It was, it was such a, yeah, it's, that's what I love about this course is, is it's helping people to really understand where their own experience is coming from and how they're experiencing all these these situations you know there's always going to be busy and difficult situations but when we have a better understanding of exactly how we're experiencing those it just takes all the pressure out of it completely it's like you know we know how the machinery works and we can work with it rather than struggling against it innocently enough and and what a difference that could make to our colleagues in general practice actually when things are getting really steamy and overwhelming and yeah. people feel as though they're approaching burnout. Yeah. And, and sometimes I think getting that clarity is also about saying, well, yes, I can, I can deal with this in a way that is, is easier for everyone, especially me. And I can still say that it's, it's not okay. Yeah, yeah. It needs I, to I, I think yeah. Again, it's 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 getting more in touch with that intuitive voice. It's yeah. getting more in touch with our authentic self of of saying, "I'm you know, I'm sorry." You know, it doesn't mean doesn't mean you become a doormat. It's quite the opposite, in fact. You know, I find you know my clients are far more likely to start saying no to people. What <laughs> you know, what once they've got a bit more clarity of thinking, um, because they're just they're just more in touch with what's right for them. They're not they're not listening to a bunch of noisy mind chatter that's saying oh you can't do this and you can't say no to that person and if you do this is gonna happen and and <laughs> yeah we're far more in touch with our with our wisdom yeah for sure yeah and, and that does it have a huge positive impact on the way we say no yeah it does and it's it, you know and it's it's almost contagious as well <laughs> it's almost contagious you know when you know when 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 one person in an organization it, i mean how does the saying go it's like ne never underestimate the power of somebody who keeps a clear head when all else are losing theirs you know it, yeah. and it really is contagious it's especially if if colleagues see a real change in a person it's like hang on a minute you know you used to get really stressed out about all that stuff and it's like water off a duck's back now what's going on there and and yeah. so it's you know I, I liken it to sort of light lighting candles in a in a stadium or something imagine if you know you you light one candle and then everyone else is lighting candles as well it doesn't take long for it to for it to spread and that's why i like working with with whole departments so you know yeah. if i can work with it with a team of people so that they're all on the same page it's uh it's incredibly powerful. Yeah, I, I have this vision of kind of social care across the whole of Wales gradually just becoming so calm. <laughs> we do our best. <laughs> I think we need a bit of this in England as well, Jess. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, the, the positive impact of that just could be enormous, couldn't it? And, and social care needs it so much and the NHS needs social care to be in that place. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I, I think, um, I think there's a, I think there's a sea tide of change. I, I think, um, 
you know, not to not to throw out too many cheesy cliches, but it's always <laughs> darkest before the dawn. And you know, I've seen I've seen with the one to one clients that I work with, you know, they often come to me when they've hit rock bottom. And yeah. we don't tend to change when everything's just a bit so-so, you know, things have to get pretty bad. And I think things have got pretty bad on, on a societal level as well as on an individual level. And, you know, the fact that, that, that you know, that me, a former surgeon, is, is, is teaching this stuff now and, there's, and, you know, you yourself are coaching this way. And that I think there's a, I think there's a sea change that we're like, well, hang on a minute. I don't, the old, I don't think the old ways are really working, you know, if we're just doing more of the same doesn't seem to be getting us anywhere and there are more and more practitioners like like me and you who are who are you know really moving things in a completely different direction yeah and let's face it there's plenty of work out there for all of us yeah 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 yeah, yeah. just yeah. the whole of humanity yeah <laughs> <laughs> and if we only start with social care in the nhs then, you know, keep us going for a while and just thinking about the work that you do, you and I have talked about um, the evidence mm. for um, for the way that this way of thinking works. Mm. And I think, it, you know, when we're working with our medical colleagues, especially, we, we've been brought up, haven't we? We've been educated to believe in evidence. We only yeah. do evidence-based things, or we yeah. kid ourselves that we only do evidence-based things. Yeah, don't, don't tell anyone that we're researching the wrong things, whatever you do. No. <laughs> and don't, you know, don't go into how peer review works. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's don't go there. Yeah. But um, It's another podcast. It is. It's a big podcast, that one. I just wondered what thoughts you might have about how we demonstrate that this works so well. Because you and I know it works, but. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, as somebody with a scientific and research background, you know, um, I did a degree in psychology and stuff. So I'm, you know, well, yes. well versed in, and yeah, gosh, there was enough research in, uh, in, in, in my, in my medical practice. So it, it, it's always made sense for me to get kind of like before after measures. And when I was looking around for the, um, the most, um, accessible because there's a there's a there's a fine line between um, throwing too much at people and being something being overly simplistic and and I I plumped for the um, the Warwick Edinburgh Mental Wellbeing Scale which is a which is a, a nationally probably internationally recognised mm-hmm. um, there's a seven and a fourteen point scale I actually use the seven point scale and it's supposed to be an incredibly good measure of um of where people are at um mentally with their with their well-being so i've been taking those before and after the 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 courses ever since i've ever since i ever since i started and um yeah you know every time every time we get the the post scores back there's always a there's always a significant significant change um the um there was actually a, a recent um, a, a recent meta-analysis done um, across the whole of the UK by an organisation called What Works Wellbeing, who are an independent body uh, looking at what 
what works for helping people with their well-being and you know they advise the government and stuff and um, i submitted some of my data and and um yeah it can it compares very very favorably indeed um with uh in fact it was the of all of, all, of the psychological interventions the this course that i'm running was was actually the uh, the most effective approach and i think that's that's just because it's 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 such a different approach it's it's not it's not giving people anything more to do. It's not additive. It's not saying, well, look, you know, you're struggling, therefore you need this and this and this um, to help you cope with it. It's scaling way back and it's like, well, hang on a minute. Let's actually look at what it is we're coping with here. What's the experience that we're having? And and it just, it 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 helps people have such massive shifts in perspective. Um stuff still happening stuff still going on works can still be busy but the experience that we have of all that is a completely different experience and that's why the that's why the results are so good and what's even better joe is that when we when we ran those that same well-being scale on a group of social workers eight months later eight months after the course had finished the results were almost identical they still had a strongly significant improvement because we're not telling people that they have to keep up with stuff it's they're seeing life through a completely different from a completely different perspective and that's something that doesn't get taken away from you once you've seen something around it once you've had insights around this stuff that can't be taken away from you you just see life differently yeah it's amazing isn't it because in most interventions if you measure them months later the effect has dropped off hasn't it mm -hmm. and and so and partly that's what you talk about as additive in terms of oh well if you build in so much exercise to your week and so much meditation and so much yoga and so much this that and the yeah. other yeah, yeah actually that makes the mind busier yeah and it's exhausting it's exhausting yes. and and you know it, it 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 might work to a certain degree um <laughs> all it's ever all it's ever doing at root is is settling down our thinking the problem is is when it becomes a crutch when it becomes something that we have to depend upon and then when we can't do it anymore i mean for me it was I, you know i'm a huge huge cycling fan and um one of my careers that i had when i when i left medicine was was writing for a cycling magazine and wow. cy you know cycling was my happy place thinking about cycling writing about cycling riding my bike then i got injured and you know, I'd attached all my well-being to something outside of me. I'd attached all my well-being to to the world of cycling, and all of a sudden, not only could I not ride my bike, but it I didn't feel inspired by cycling anymore, and I wasn't working for the for the magazine. And you know, I I was incredibly disconnected. I had no no idea really who I was anymore because I you know I'd like put all my identity in that as well. And um, if somebody had uh, told me where my well being actually comes from, you know that my well being actually comes from a from a from a quiet mind um, that's not always saying things will be better when and I'll be happy when and I need this and I need that. Um, when we're when we're fr when we're free from that, we achieve a a peace of mind that's that's beyond anything that i've that i've experienced before so um yeah the tech tools and techniques they're fine when they work if they work um but then you know when we get a bit dependent on them it's um and they get taken away from us it's it's game over 
Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, your experience, I think, says a lot for people who have lost something like cycling as their focus and where they see their well-being coming from. Because, you know, as, as happened to you, it just it takes seconds, doesn't it, for an injury to wipe out yeah. something yeah. that, you know, <laughs> that has been so pivotal in your yeah. life. And yeah. And, and and just to be absolutely clear, I am not saying that we shouldn't do exercise and that we don't need, you know, I mean, I still, you know, it's years later now. And I'm, I mean, I was on the turbo trainer for an hour this morning, you know, before I started my day and I still, I still love cycling and, you know, it's, it's, it's how I keep fit and everything. It's just, as with all this stuff, it's where you're coming from doing that stuff. You know, I haven't pinned my well-being on that. I know that, 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 should I be unable to do that, that, that fundamentally at my core, that, you know, my, my good feelings come from inside of me. They don't come from anything outside of me. And that includes cycling. And that is incredibly freeing, isn't it? It Really? really Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. I just, uh, when you were talking about that just now, I just have one of those incredible peaceful moments. (laughs) I'm hoping that, you know, people listening to this, to the recording, get just a little smidge of that enough for them to recognise as, yeah, this is how it feels to be in touch with with my core. Yeah, you know, I want anyone listening, I want you all to know that, you know, you're enough. You're enough exactly as you are. Yeah, there's, there's nothing needs adding at all. Everything's absolutely fine in each moment that comes along. You're absolutely fine at your core. And yeah, sure, experience is going to play out, but um, none of that can affect who you really are. No, and, and that that is such a reassuring message, isn't it? When we're all running around mm. crazily trying to amass more education, more experience, mm. deal with this, deal with that, deal with the other. Um, actually, yeah, we need to stay on top of things and and recognise that it's not where our well-being comes from. Mm. Absolutely. Wow. I this has been such a lovely conversation, Giles. It really has. <laughs> really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, what what I'd like to do really is to say to anyone listening that you know it's it's well worth getting involved in one of your groups at some point. Mm-hmm. And are you doing any groups actually specifically in the NHS at the moment? Or? Uh, I'm I'm not. I'm not. I have I have I have run one of my earliest workshops with a was um, with a, a, a paediatric department after I worked with a, a client who was a paediatrician. He was like, "You got to come into my department, and we've got to <laughs> share this with everybody." And that's what I mean about lighting candles. You know, you work with a client, yeah. and they have this huge transformation. They have a completely different view on <laughs> life, and they're like, "Right, come on, let's get you in the department then." <laughs> <laughs> so that was one of my first uh, that was one of my first workshops I ran yeah so I um at the moment the 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 reconnect to innate resilience course is is um it, you know it's it's for organizations I you know I'll, I'll work with any organization whether that's in business or or you know or in, in the public sector and um that's all there on my website if anyone's listening and they and they're you know they're looking at, at 
they've got a team that they'd like me to work with, then um, yeah, by all means, get in touch. Um, in terms of stuff for individuals, uh, sure, I you know I I do one to one work, and that's all there on my website as well how that works. And I've also got a couple of things. There's um, I run a monthly online. Um, meetup. It's something that started out locally in my wife's shop. My wife has a shop <laughs> called the Woolcroft uh, yeah. here in Abergavenny, where I live. And I really wanted to have like an open session once a month for just for the the public, just locally. And then lo we, we immediately after one session where I had a shop <laughs> full, we went into lockdown. So it's transitioned very quickly to an online event, and it's now got an international audience. So we meet up uh, yeah. every month. Um, and we discuss a, um, a different topic um, from this from this perspective that we're talking about, this inside out perspective. And uh, yeah, that's that's really popular. And there's a there's like a spin off little self study course called the fresh a fresh perspective on well being um, that people can get hold of through my website as well. So if you're a, a self study kind of person, you know it's time for change, and you you've maybe tried tried all the usual stuff and it's not really worked, and you're looking for something different, then uh, yeah, that's there for you as well. That's absolutely brilliant, Giles, and. Uh... The link is there for anyone who's interested. It is. It's gilespcroft.com is my website. Head over there and everything's linked from there. Fantastic. That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Giles. Thanks for inviting me. It's been lovely chatting. Thank you.